Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Are you there? Say amen. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Somebody say plans. Wow. Man, it's in every, it's, it's, it, it, it's everywhere. I, 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 for a few minutes today, I'm hoping. I want to blow your mind with the word of God. I want to blow your mind, figuratively speaking, with the promises of God. I want to blow the, I want the word of God to blow the top off your expectations, your faith, your trust, your confidence. Let's read. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he glorified. He called you, he justified you, he glorified you. He ain't going to call you. He ain't going to justify you. He's not going to glorify you. (laughs) If you've been saved, it's already happened. Verse 31, what shall we say to these things? What shall we then say to these things? What shall we then say to these things? If God, read it with me, if God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32, listen, you got to track with this. You making fun of me? Was you making fun of me? Was you making fun of me? You better not be making fun of me. Track with me, brother. I'm looking at you. He's tracking. <laughs> I love God. I love living for God. I love preaching. I love ministry. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. If you ain't living for God, you need to live for God. It's beautiful. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Read it with me. How shall he not with him also freely give us Who then shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifieth. That's why you're not going to fail. Who is he that condemneth? It's Christ that died. That's why you're going to get back up again. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. For just a few minutes tonight, Lord, help me today. Excuse me, Lord, help me today. For just a few minutes, I want to talk to you. Continue from last night. I want to talk to you about a paradigm shift. Measuring the immeasurable. Say that with me. Measuring the immeasurable. Give the Lord a great big clap offering. If... Just lay hands on your chest right now. Say, Lord, give me revelation today. Give me understanding and enlightenment this morning. I want to hear your word. I want to know your word, Lord. Speak it to me plain and clear in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Say paradigm shift. Say measuring the immeasurable. You may be seated. You may be seated. Romans eight thirty two. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? How do you measure the immeasurable is what we want to bring out a little bit today. Listen to the message. Can I, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today. Can I just pour some scripture on you this morning? Can I just pour some word on you this morning? Somebody say amen. amen. 
Listen, 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 the message, the message, Romans 8, 31 through 39, the message. This is so beautiful. So what do you think? What do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? High five somebody and say, with God on our side like this, how can we lose? How can we lose with God on our side like this? I'm reading from Romans 8, 31 through 39, from the message, if God didn't hesitate... If God didn't hesitate, do you know, let me tell you something right now. Why are you hesitating? The Lord did not hesitate to die for your sins. He didn't hesitate to be nailed to a cross. He didn't hesitate to let them whip him and beat him and disgrace him and dishonor him because he had you on his mind in 2016. He didn't hesitate 2,000 years ago. So can I ask you this morning, why are you holding back? Why are you hesitating? Why don't you just give God every Thing. Why don't you just let God heal you? Why don't you just let God rock your world this morning? <laughs> hey, 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 he will give you beauty for ashes if you'll let him this morning. If you'll just make up your mind, I'm tired of being burdened down. I'm tired of being weighted down. I'm tired of being beat up and beat down. I'm going to give God everything I got. Somebody needs to make up their mind this morning. I'm getting my mind back. I'm getting my peace back. I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my life back. I'm tired of being discouraged. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being lonely. I'm tired of being angry. Woo! Let me tell you something. You want to you send all that mess to hell? Get wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. And He'll give you your peace and your joy and your happiness. He'll heal your mind, your spirit, and your body. Give the Lord a clap offering right now. Give the Lord a great big clap offering right now. Romans 8, I'm reading from the message, Romans 8, 31. What do you think with God on our side like this? How can we lose if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son? Listen to this. Is there anything else that God wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Can I read on? Can I read from J.B. Phillips' translation? Listen to J.B. Phillips' translation. I'm going to drive this home for a few minutes. J.B. Phillips says, What is there left to say? If God is for us, who can be against us? That ought to, that ought to answer every question right there. That ought to answer every question. Remove all doubt right there. That ought to just erase every question you got in your mind. If God is for you, what else is there left to say? Because if God is for you, ain't nobody or nothing can be against you. Are y'all tracking? Are y'all tracking with me, brother? You made me self-conscious now. Are y'all tracking with me, brother? Can I just give you a little bit of revelation? Maybe it don't mean anything to you, but can I just share it with you? Can I just share it with you? Come here, come here, come here, come here. Give me some me. Come here, brother. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Oh man, you're just standing right here. Look at this guy. I love this guy. I love this guy. Will you stand, brother? I love this guy. I called him Baby Huey last night, but you was you you weren't mad at me, was you? Well, I love this guy, man. I'll tell you what. I love the way he sings and plays up there. He's just like that old style uh, uh, of blues. And, and, but it's not blues anymore. It's just joy with that guitar and that singing. I like that, man. That's awesome. And I just think if you're going to be in a fight, you'd want this guy in your corner. <laughs> Woo! I just think if you was cornered somewhere, you'd, you'd hope he'd show up. But I'm going to use him for the devil today. 
I'm going to use him for the world. I'm going to use him for the devil. I'm going to use him for the enemy. I'm going to use uh, These guys are going to go help him. Y'all just go over there and help him so he won't feel like he's all by himself. Uh, uh, you come here, brother. You come here. You, you come here. Let me, let me, let me, let you be, you be the good guy. But see, here's the world. Uh, here's the ungodly. Here is sin. Here is anything that can come against you. Come on over. Step over here. So these are against you. Anything that can come against you. That's a bad looking lot over there. That's a mean looking lot over there. Why don't we call them Mo, Larry, and Curly? <laughs> no, but what this scripture is saying, what is there, what, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? If God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know what that scripture means? That scripture means if God is on my side, then if He is on my side, inevitably He is against what is against me. So if God is standing on my side, He is standing against what is standing against me. God ain't, oh, God ain't back here somewhere. God's not back here somewhere letting you get your brains beat out. If God is for you, He is against what is against. Somebody needs to get that revelation right now. Woo! If God is standing on your side, He is facing and He is against what's trying to come against you. So thank you guys. So there's the revelation of God. What else is there left to say? That answers every question right there. That removes all doubt right there. That ought to solve every problem and every issue that we ever come up against in our life. Because God is for us. It ought, to, it ought not bother us or trouble us because if it's coming against me, it's got to go through God first. If it's come... Oh, no, no, no. Y'all don't want me to go there. I'm not going there. Y'all don't want me to go there. Y'all don't want me to go there. I'm not going to do it. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. It, is, it was so dumb. It just made me mad. It makes me mad. It makes me mad when I see it. I ain't seen it on Facebook in a while. Maybe, maybe I hadn't seen it on Facebook in a while because the last time I saw it, I put on there how dumb it was. I hope you didn't make it. I hope you didn't draw the picture. I hope you didn't put it on there. I hope I don't offend you if, 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 if I do. But it was a picture. It was a cartoon. And this big old giant Jesus was standing with his cross and there was this there was this guy little little saint little human back here behind him and and the devil was throwing rocks trying to hit this saint back here but all the rocks was hitting jesus bouncing off of jesus except one one went over the shoulder of jesus and hit the little saint dude back there in the back of the head and jesus looked at him and said, oops sorry that was the caption like anything can get past God. Like anything can get past Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's a big joke. If God is for you, who can be against you? Ain't nothing going to get past your Lord and your Savior. Lord, Lord, I ain't got time to go there. I ain't got time to go there. Lord, I ain't got time to go there. But, but Jesus said, how much more? You, he, he, the, Jesus looked at guys, at men. He said, you love your kids. You, I'm paraphrasing now. You love your kids. You'll see they get anything. If they need to eat, you're going to feed them. If they need protection, you're going to protect them. You'll, get, you'll lay down your life for your kids. He said, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to them that ask him? Daddy, if you put your life on the line for your child or your wife or your family, if you would get in the way of death, if you would get in the way of a bullet for your kids, how much more will your heavenly father stand guard over you and watch over you and protect you? Give the Lord a clap offering right now.
I got I to gotta go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. If I start getting too long, open those doors. Fan the smell in here. Listen, listen, J.B. Phillips, J.B. Phillips, I'm still in Romans 8, J.B. Phillips translation. What is there left to say if God is for us, who can be against us? He that did not hesitate to spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Listen, can we not trust such a God to give us with Christ everything else that we can need? What is he? If God would give me Christ, He will give me anything I need. If God will give me Christ, He will give me anything. Can I tell you? He gave me Christ, so therefore He has given me everything. <laughs> I, we we don't have we don't have the concept yet as Christians. We don't have the concept yet of that. We have the keys to the kingdom. We don't have the concept yet that daddy has given us the keys to his house. We don't have the concept yet. What in the world is in the kingdom of God? What does the kingdom consist of? What does heaven consist of? We all want to get to heaven. We all want to go to heaven and get to heaven. Ah, we need to bring some heaven to earth right here. Am I right? So if so, if he, you know what God did when He gave you Christ. Do you know what He did when He gave you Christ? He opened all of heaven up. He said, "If I'm gonna give you Christ, I'm gonna give you everything in my kingdom." Look at some of y'all. That is so boring. That's just uh, that's just like what is he even talking about? You don't get it, do you? You don't get it, do you? Got him withholding anything from you. If you're not receiving, it's because you got your hands closed. If you're not receiving, it's because you got your mouth closed. If you're not receiving, it's because you got your spirit closed. We don't understand the magnitude of this statement. We do not understand the magnitude of this statement. Uh, that if God would give us Christ, uh, He will give us everything else that we need. Uh, do we understand the limitlessness of this statement? There are no limits here. The limits are off, folks. Uh, if, it, if I could, if, if, if God, I, my God through me could, could drive home to this congregation this morning. I can't believe it's already Sunday morning. Didn't we just get started? Didn't we just start? And it's already Sunday morning. It's already the last service. If God could drive home to this church, how awesome you are. I, look, I'm not just blowing smoke here. I'm not just trying to build you up here. I'm not just trying to get a little, little brownie points. I'm telling you in the spirit what I sense, what I see, what I feel. You're bigger than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. You're greater than you think you are. You have more power than you think you do. I can't harp on that past anymore too much, but, but it has, I told you last night, it has affected you. You have allowed that to, you have allowed people to curse you with their words, and when you got in agreement with their words, you let that curse manifest itself and hold you back. It has, it has suffocated the growth of this church. But again, we've broken that. That's broken. That's gone. And you've got to understand that God wants you, God wants you to have revival more than you want revival. God wants you to grow more than you want to grow God God wants miracles in this church more than you want them he wants to he wants every every 
Every service, somebody be baptized more than you do. Every service, he wants somebody getting the Holy Ghost more than you do. Come on, somebody. God, God ain't in this. He's not in this revival once a month thing. He's not in this this three nights of revival every three or four, six months, whatever. God don't care about that. He's in revival every single Sunday, every single Wednesday. You want me to go ahead and jump on in? God is for revival every single day of your life, Monday through Sunday. On your job, at your school, where you work, God wants to use you. He wants to use you to revive the lost. He wants you to, to use you to heal people. And, yeah. I gotta go on. I gotta go on. I'll, get, I'll, I'll cover that in a minute. I'll cover that in a minute. We, we hold, ladies and gentlemen, we hold in Christ Jesus. We hold an impregnable position. We hold a secure position. We are in, we are, we hold a heavenly position in Christ Jesus. Listen to Ephesians chapter two. Can I give you some word? Is that all right? Ephesians two, four. But God, who is rich in mercy, who is rich in mercy, somebody say rich. For his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins. Listen, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Notice verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Can I break it down just a little bit? Somebody say break it down just a little bit, preacher. He made, uh, when you were born again of the water, that's why you need the Holy Ghost. This is why you need the Holy You need to be born again. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That's the New Testament plan of salvation. You ain't going to be saved without that. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God. That's the power of God. Y'all preach that here, right? I was just checking. Hey, looking at me funny. I didn't know. You tracking with me, brother? I love you, man. I love that guy. When we, when we got saved, when we were born again, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Jesus Christ himself. God raised us up. Listen, God raised us up together with him. He made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with Christ in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus the Messiah, the anointed one. We are one with Christ. We are seated in heavenly places by virtue of us being one with Christ. Alright, you tracking with me? Say amen. He that did not, he did this, God did this, uh, that he might clearly demonstrate, listen, this is powerful, the immeasurable, limitless, uh, surpassing riches uh, towards us. Uh, God gave us uh, a heavenly seat. Uh, God placed us in heavenly places uh, in Christ Jesus uh, so that he could demonstrate uh, his immeasurably uh, limitless, uh, surpassing riches, uh, his grace and his mercy towards uh, you and I. Give the Lord a clap offering right now. 
Listen to Galatians chapter 4 and verse 7. Got to get through these scriptures quick. Galatians chapter 4 verse 7. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son then an heir of God through Christ. Listen to the good news Bible. You are no longer a slave but a child. And since you are his child God will give you all that he has for his children. there did you you didn't hear me the good news Bible Galatians 4 7 since you are no longer a slave but you're a child and since you are his child God will give you all that he has for his children (laughs) somebody said oh boy I'd like to be Donald Trump's son just think what you're going to collect when you get if you're Donald Trump's son I'd like to be Jerry Jones's son wouldn't that be awesome Boy, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to be Jerry Jones or something? He could sit up there in the, in, the, in, the, in the high booth, in the classy booth, have them serving you all kind of food while you're watching God's team play on the field at Dallas Cowboys. While you're watching the Cowboys play. Whoa, you'd be shouting up there. If you was Jerry's son, you and God could be partners in owning the Cowboys. Ain't that right, sister? <laughs> but I got news for you, baby. Everything Trump had is going to fade. Everything Trump had going to fail. Everything is going to fall apart. Everything, every, every, oh, oh, Jerry, never mind, shh, don't say that word. Jerry Nuthead Bone, whatever his name is, Jones, I can't stand him. I don't like him. I don't like him. That's why I don't want to be son. It's all going to fail. It's all going to fall apart. It's all going to deteriorate. But what I got, what I got is I'm his son. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm his son. I'm not a servant to sin. I'm not a servant to depression. I'm not a servant to despair. I'm not a slave any longer. The world don't control me. Sin don't control me. My temper don't control me. My anger don't control me. My past don't control me. I'm not a slave no more. I'm a son. And he's going to give me it. He's going to give me everything he has because I'm his kid. What, you know why we're paralyzed? This is what paralyzes. Well, let me, let me, I'll get, yes, sir, I'll get to that in just a minute, Lord. I'm talking about a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm shift. Somebody say a paradigm shift. I'm watching the clock. It's a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift is a change from one way of thinking to another. It's a revolution. It's a transformation. This church right now in 2016 is right in the middle of a paradigm shift. We've, we've said that the last couple of nights. Now listen to me. I'm gonna, you need to hear this, okay? You need to understand this. I don't know how I don't know how all these other evangelists work. That's not my business. I don't know how they work. That's not my business. All I know is I got to do what God's called me to do. I I didn't I, did, I didn't just spend weeks and hours watching TV because I knew that uh, concerning this revival because I knew you know I've got some pretty good messages on my iPad and I can just pull any of them up and and you know, we can just get in the flow and, and make any of them just go and and preach if we if we push it hard enough because I got some pretty good sermons no uh, no 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 I fasted I prayed I sought God for this revival I didn't want to say anything God didn't want me to say I didn't want to do anything God didn't want me to do uh, God knows what he had for this church I want the heartbeat uh, and the mind 
mind of God for this church, not just of some flashy words and some good messages. And we've been, and so the, God brought the shift into play over these last couple of services. This church is right here in the middle of a shift. It's a paradigm shift. It's a transformation. You are closing the book on the past and you are moving into the future. It's not a few feel-good services. It's not a couple of services where you just get a good feel-good chill bumps and oh, we did we have a good time and we just kind of forget about everything that happened this week. No! This is a transformation that's happening. It's a shift. It's a changing, ladies and gentlemen. It's a revolution. It is a metamorphosis. There are people, you better hear me right now, there are people in this revival. Some of you don't even realize the depth or the magnitude of it yet. But you will in the weeks to come, in the days to come. But some of you entered into a cocoon during this fast. And you know what happens in a metamorphosis? You know what happens when a caterpillar enters into a cocoon? It's a metamorphosis that takes place. The caterpillar dies and the butterfly comes alive. Oh, it, it, don't crawl on the ground no more. You ain't no slave, baby. You ain't crawling on the ground no more. You go fly now. You got wings now. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it something? Isn't it, so, isn't it something? Most women, most girls, most ladies. Let me see the caterpillar. Ah! that thing away from me. Ooh, slimy. Ooh, nasty. But a couple of days later, when that caterpillar becomes a butterfly, they'd be like, oh, look. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, let it land right here on my finger. Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? Because the nature of the thing's different. It's like that creepy, slimy thing crawling on me. slick. That's what most of them do. You know? That's what we used to do. We crawled in the dirt. We crawled, we were wallowed in, we wallowed around in the flesh, in sin, in unrighteousness, in ungodliness. But then we entered into a cocoon, a metamorphosis happened, and we changed from that, from, from that caterpillar to that butterfly. Oh, it's a complete, do you understand what I'm, it's a complete change. You're not the same anymore. You're not the same anymore. You're not who you were. You're no longer in Adam. Now you're in Christ. You're, boy, you were, you're, you're in this world, but you're not of this world any longer. You were of this world. This is why you got to be born again. Because your first birth, you were born of this world. You were born of Adam. You were born of the fallen nature. So now, automatically... So, excuse me, now you got to be born again to get out of that fallen nature. you got to be born again so you can be born of another realm, another world, and of another nature. When you're born again, you're no longer born of the, of the Adam nature, now you're born of the Christ nature. You're not born of the flesh, you're born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But where we stumble is right here. We're never, we're not taught. We're taught how to operate like Adam, but we're not taught how to operate like Christ. So all, so all this time, all this time, give me, give me, get, get, get a coat or something. Get, give me that coat right there. All this time, all this time, this old black, dark nature of Adam, this old black, dark, fallen nature of mankind that we carried, that we carried it through childhood, all the things that we went through and suffered and all this stuff is on us all of our life. We deal with it until we are born again, and we're born again, and then we get saved, and we're told you that we're brand new creatures. Oh, you're a new creature in Christ. We're told all these things. 
But then we're not taught how to act like it and respond to it. And so, so, and this is what aggravates me. We, we, we run around saying stuff like this. Well, everybody's got a skeleton in their closet. Everybody's got a past. And you go to most churches and you say, everybody got a past, raise your hand. And everybody will raise their hand. Ah, no, you don't. Not if you believe the blood. Not if you believe the blood is true. Not if you believe the word's true. Because when you went down in water in the name of Jesus, that past was washed away. You ain't got no more past, baby. Hey, hey, you better hear me right now. You want your past washed away this morning? Go down in water in the name of Jesus. It'll be washed away. Am I telling the truth, Pastor? But see, we're walking around, we're walking around carrying this old, old stuff on our back. We got these skeletons on our back. And because that's what we're taught. Oh, we just, we're carrying that old, we're still struggling with that same old temptation. We get to victory over for a while and all of us, it'll come back and jump back up on us. Because we think that we're still a slave to some area of the Adamic nature, of the sin nature. Not according to Romans chapter 6. You're dead to sin. If you're dead to sin, you can't live any longer. I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to the past. I ain't got no I ain't got no skeletons in my closet. Y'all don't want me to preach. Y'all don't want me to preach. Go look in my closet. You know what's hanging in my closet, baby? There's a robe of righteousness hanging in my closet. There's a robe of holiness. Hanging in my closet. And you know why? Not because of my goodness, but because of His grace. Because of His grace. Because of His mercy. Give the Lord a great big clap offering. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, brother. I done slung your Elvis Presley shades out, bro. I'm sorry. I bet them was your wives probably or something. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they're yours. I got to go. Man, I'm getting hungry. I got to go. It's a, it's a metamorphosis. That's what a paradigm shift is. It's a complete change. It's a change of, it's a, it's a change of thinking, of mindset, of attitude. Man, I... I ain't got time to preach all this stuff, but maybe we can pick this up next time we come back if the Lord permits. But our attitudes are killing us. Our mindsets are killing us. A metamorphosis is a paradigm shift. It's a, it, it doesn't just happen automatically. Agents of change have got to kick in to cause that metamorphosis to take place. That metamorphosis won't happen as long as the caterpillar's on the ground. It has to go into the cocoon. A paradigm shift is a, it's a Romans 12, 1 and 2 activation. A paradigm shift, a change, a, a metamorphosis for you and I is a Romans 12, 1 and 2 activation. It says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Here's the metamorphosis, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
It's a change. My mind is, my mind is changed. I don't have the mind of Adam anymore. I have the mind of Christ. That's a beautiful sound right there. Listen. Y'all hear that? The baptismal waters are troubled. How do you measure the immeasurable? How do you fathom the unfathomable? The answer is simple, of course, you can't. You can't measure the immeasurable. You can't fathom the, in, the unfathomable. I read this the other day. This, boy, this, just, this is my daddy right here. I read this the other day. The universe is expanding. Scientists say the universe is expanding 186,000 miles per second. The creative power of God, ladies and gentlemen. When God stepped out in Genesis and he said one word, he said light. He said light. And all these years later, the creative power of God is still working today, right now. The creative power of God, the creative word of God is still working right now, today, holding all of the creation of God together. And yet at the same time, 186,000 miles per second, galaxies and stars are still being created because your daddy stepped out in the darkness and said light. And right, y'all got to get this, y'all got to get this. And right now, the world, the galaxy, the stars, the sun, the moon, all of that stuff is being held together by the creative word, excuse me, by the creative power of His Word. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? We need to wake up. We need to wake up because that same living word, that same living powerful word is here at our fingertips right now. It is the living word of God. Paul went a little bit further. Paul said the word of God, the word of faith is nigh you, even in your mouth. The same word that created the universe is in your mouth. Are y'all bored or are y'all just listening? The same word that created the stars is in your mouth. The same word that healed the leper is in your mouth. The same word that raised Lazarus from the dead is in your... If you've been born again, if you've been born again by the seed of the word of God, that word's in your mouth. The same word that divided the Red Sea is in your mouth. It's in your mouth as a child. You're not a slave anymore. You're a son. You're a daughter. And that word is in your mouth. Where are we stumbling at? Where are we tripping up at? Where are we stumbling? You gotta get, you gotta quit getting in agreement. You gotta get out of agreement with everything that is contrary to the Word of God. You need to quit, you need to quit aligning yourself with your thoughts and with your words with things that do not align themselves with the Word of God. If it ain't in the book, quit talking it. I don't care if it makes religious sense. I don't care if it sounds religious. I don't care if it sounds good. If it ain't in the Bible or it's contrary to the Bible, get it out of your mouth. I'm, try- I'm about done. I'll be, I'll be done in a few minutes. I'll be done in a few minutes, I promise. We got we to gotta stop agreeing with things that don't agree with the Word of God. Whew. Here's where we're, this is where we're stumbling. This is what's killing us. 
Bitter water and sweet water coming out of the same fountain. That's, the, the Bible says that's impossible. Doubt and faith coming out of the same mouth. Are y'all with me? Anybody with me up in here? The Bible says, God said, we, 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 like, we like Isaiah 55. We, we, we like Isaiah 55. We quote Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9. Where the, it, it, the Lord said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. That, but but we, don't, we don't understand what this scripture is saying. We're missing what this scripture is saying. Because in the King James Version, it says it just like I read it. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. But that's not the true translation. In the King James Version, if you'll notice, the word are there is in italics. That means it wasn't in the original language when they translated it. They just put it there to try to make sense out of this verse. What this verse is saying is God is looking at you and God is saying hey not your thoughts my thoughts not your ways my ways he is not saying look you can't have my thoughts and you can't have my ways you're just a little bitty peon no what God is saying hey wait a minute not your thoughts not your ways that's earth but come up here heavenly places my thoughts my ways this is how I want you to talk this is how I want you to act I want you to think and talk and act from a heavenly perspective, from a kingdom perspective. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Look, look, we're not supposed to be living down here. That's flesh. That's carnality. That's the world. God said, hey, 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 not, not your ways, not your thoughts, mine. Come on up here. I'm going to seat you in heavenly places. Come on up here. I'm going to give you a kingdom perspective. I'm going to give you a heavenly perspective. Lord, this is... This stuff's getting crazy. I, this stuff's blowing my mind. I wish I could stand on this pulpit right now, but I ain't. You know what? You know what? When we come to God, I am trying to rush through this, Pastor. Forgive me. When we come to God, we'd be like, oh, God, please, I need an answer. Please, God, I need, a, I need something. I don't know how this is going to work, God. I don't know how. I don't know what's going to happen, Lord. I just don't understand what's going on, God. If something don't happen quick, I'm probably just going to quit church anyway, God. If something That's how we approach God. And we wonder, why in the world ain't nothing happening? Why ain't prayers getting answered? Why ain't nothing happening? Why can't I see my way through this? Because we are not approaching God the way He told us to approach God. We're not praying like he to- the way He told us to pray. We're not, oh, st- we start our prayers all the way down here on flesh level, on carnal level. We start our prayers all the way down here based on what I can do, my ability, my gifts, what we think we can do in our flesh. But if you will notice, when the disciples said, Jesus teaches to pray, Jesus said, all right, boys, this is the way I want you to pray. I want you to start like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He said, when you start off your praying, I want you to start praying from a heavenly perspective. I want you to start praying from my point of view. I want you to, when you start your praying, you start praying and looking at things the way I see them. What I can see, I can see more than you can see up here. You got things blocking you on your level. You got things blocking your view on your level. You got people's big old fat heads in your way on your level. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You got to be looking around like this, looking. To... That's your level. That's your level you're on right now. But look at me. I'm up here. I'm above you. I can see above you. 
I can see above you. I'm, I can see over your head. I can see over flesh. I can see over hindrances. Come on. Are y'all tracking with me right here, right now? Our Father which art in heaven. We got to start praying from a heavenly point of view. We got to start <laughs> because when we start praying from a heavenly point of view, we say, look, see, that's not impossible. I already know how God's going to fix this. I already know how God's going to fix this. It's not impossible. Oh, man. Y'all thinking about them biscuits, ain't you? Y'all thinking about that roast or whatever it is back there. I'll, I'll, here, I'm going to shut it down with this. This is where I'm going to close that with. Ephesians 3. Because here, here, here is your heavenly perspective. If we, ever, if we ever get this as Christians, we're going to change the world. If we ever get this as Christians, they will know we're here. Don't kid yourself. They don't know we're here right now. They know ISIS is here. They know all, Allah and all that stuff. But all, these, all us Jesus named church, we, just got, we are in our little corner and our little four walls of our little building and and we just go through our things on Sunday and most of the time they don't even know we're Christians on Monday through Saturday because we mean and we ugly and we don't we depressed and we're sick and we're they don't know we're here. They don't. They don't. And I you know I'm just being plain. Sorry, I apologize. If we if we as a church, if we shut down tomorrow, would anybody miss us? But if we ever get this revelation, they will know we're here. If we start operating from a kingdom perspective, if we start operating from a heavenly perspective, we, they will know we're here. You know why? Because we'll be doing everything Jesus did. He cast out devils. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He delivered people. It didn't matter what condition they were in, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. It did not matter. He wasn't intimidated by anything. He set them free. If they had faith, he would set them free. If they had faith, he would deliver them. He handed that off to the disciples in the book of Acts, and they did the same thing. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Acts, they turned their world upside down, and the people took notice that they had been with Jesus. If we ever as a church quit operating from a flesh level and start operating on a spirit level, I'm not talking about on Sundays. I'm talking about every day in your life. I'm talking about when you get up in the morning and your feet hit the floor. You don't say, oh, dear God, it's going to be a terrible day. Your feet hit the floor and you just automatically start talking in tongues because the Holy Ghost is ready to lead you and guide you through your day. When we start getting up in the morning and saying, Lord, I'm ready for my mission. Where do you want me to go today? Lord, who do you want me to heal today? Who do you want me to save today? Who do you want me to rescue today? When we start operating in the Holy Ghost 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, you won't be able to keep them out of here. You will not be able to keep them out of here. Because they're going to catch word that there's miracles happening at Christ's family church. They're going to catch word that cancers are being healed. They're going to catch word that devils are being cast out. They're going to catch word that marriages are being restored. Because there is a church operating from a heavenly realm. Y'all with me? Say amen. Somebody say woo. I got to go. Listen, let me close with this. Let me close with this. 
Ephesians 3, 20, 21. Now unto him. This is God. This is God. This is God trying to slap us upside the back of the head. Wake us up saying, what, what else do I need to tell you? What else do you need? I don't get it. Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We can't stop there. Read it. Read the bottom. Read the last part of it with me. Read it. Read it. According. According to the dunamis that worketh in us. According to the power and the ability of God that works in us. You know how God sees a joint effort. We waiting on God and God's waiting on us. We waiting on God and God's waiting on us. God's ready. God's ready. But where's the power coming from? It's coming off of these pews. It's coming from you. It's coming from the church. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm tired of waiting. I'm ready. Come on, look at God and say, I'm tired of waiting. I'm ready. Woo. I dare you. I dare you to tell him. I dare you to tell him. Lord, no more excuses. I'm tired of making excuses. I'm tired of explaining the way. I'm tired of putting it off. I'm tired of, I'm tired of, uh, of being down on myself. I'm ready, Lord. Use me. I'm a vessel. And I give myself to you so you can use me. Work through me, God. Flow through me, God. Move through me, God. I give myself to you, God. Woo! Woo! See, y'all ain't got the guts to tell him that, do you? Because you know he's going to hold you to your word. Thank you for standing up, sister. Thank you. I got to go. There is an unmeasurable, there is an unmeasured bounty at our disposal, ladies and gentlemen. An unmeasured bounty at our disposal. Pass these right, bro. Pass them out. They're over there. There is an unmeasured bounty at our disposal, ladies and gentlemen. An unmeasured bounty at our disposal. Jesus said, the thief comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. I think I got enough, bro. Just adults and the older kids. If I don't have enough, just give one to each family or whatever. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's John 10.10. We get stuck on the first part about this devil doing all this stuff. I was preaching at a church here a while back. While he's giving those out, just listen to me. I was preaching at a church here a while back. And uh, got, when I got there, I noticed that over there against the wall, there was a little, little treasure chest. About like that. About that tall, little treasure. It looked like a pirate's chest. I'm, you know, I'm curious. I thought, what is that, you know? We're just kind of walking around praying. So I went over there. Have I told you all this story? I went over there and I looked inside. I peeked inside the chest full of candy. Full of all kinds of different candy. I was like, ooh, I like that. That's good. So I got to preaching. And you, and you know me well enough by now. The Holy Ghost just started getting on me. I started getting a little bit crazy. So I called this little dude. I called this little chubby-looking little fella down there, the little boy, and I set him right in the middle. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use you to help me out here. So I set him right down in the middle there, and I went over there, and I opened that treasure chest, and I got a little Tootsie Roll out of there. And I walked over there to him, and I said, look, here you go. Here you go. Here's your, here's God's goodness to you. Here's God's blessing to you. Here's your little Tootsie Roll. It's God's goodness. It's God's blessing. Isn't God wonderful? Woo! How great God is to give us this little Tootsie Roll. Isn't that great? And I said, I said, look, now, so this is the attitude of the church there, little buddy. The church is just going to get all excited about that. Woo! Oh, isn't that great? Isn't that awesome? God gave us a little Tootsie Roll. And I said, if you listen too much to the church, that's all you'll get. 
But I said, let me show you God's attitude towards you, son. Let me show you what God wants to do you do for you. And I went over and I got that whole that whole chest, and I went over and I just dumped it on his head. <laughs> and he's looking like this. He just grinning from ear to ear, thinking, "This is all mine." The preacher just gave me all this candy. I said, buddy, that's how God, that's what God wants to do for you right now. He just wants to take his kingdom, all the treasures that he's got, because you are his son, and he just wants to dump them out on your head. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't make, I didn't make too many friends there that day, because it was like, who's going to clean that up? We didn't buy that all that candy for that one kid. See, that's religion right there. There you go. There you go, there you go, there you go. How do you measure the immeasurable? I'm going to close, I'm going to close. How do you measure the immeasurable? That's what man does. We want to measure because that's what man does. We want to measure because that's what flesh does. That's what Adam does. So we've got millimeters and centimeters and inches and feet and yards and miles and seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks and months and years. We measure Measure everything. We're going to measure everything because that's what we do. That's what flesh does. Flesh has got to measure. You want to talk about having revival? Flesh wants to measure. Can we afford it? Can we really do it? So we want to, so we want to measure if we can afford it. We want to, so, so flesh wants to measure. Can we really have, can we have revival? So we're going to measure if we, if we have the finances or we don't have the finances. So we're going to, we're going to measure whether we can really afford to have revival or not. Can we really afford to run a bus ministry? We're going to measure. Can we send our youth to youth camp? We're going to measure. Can we go to camp meet? We're going to measure. Can we give to missions? We're going to measure. Can we build a church? We're going to measure. Can we build a family life center? We're going to measure. Because that's what flesh does. That's why the Lord said, that's why David said in Psalms, unless the Lord build the house, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Why did he say that? Because he knew that if he just left it in the hands of man, that man would measure everything do this we can't do that we don't have the gifts we don't have the talent we don't have the ability to do that we don't have the money to do that we don't have the finances to do that but God is saying look I don't want you to measure whether you can do it or not I just want you to believe me that you can do it I don't want you to measure I don't want you to try to figure out whether you are able or not it ain't about whether you are able or not it's about whether you know that I am able or not it's a paradigm shift. It's a getting your eyes off of your ability. It's a getting your eyes off of your ability and your shortcomings and you what you think can happen and not happen in your carnal mind. Quit thinking like Adam. Can God save my children? I don't know. Let me see. How far are they gone? Let me measure it. How deep are they in sin? Let me measure. I don't know if God can reach them. They're too far gone. Can God heal my marriage? I don't know. Let me measure it. How far gone is it? Can God heal my body? I don't know what the doctors say. Let me measure. Let me measure. Let me measure. Am I by myself? Am I by myself? Am I by myself? Are y'all with me? Y'all with me? Can we really have revival? I don't know. We better measure. We better measure. You know, we better, we better measure. I don't know if we can have revival because you're not perfect, so we better measure. You know, we better measure. Can we have revival? I don't know because you have fallen short. We better measure. 
Y'all tracking with me? The measure. We'll question all that. We're still focused on Adam. We're still measuring. Still measuring. That's the paradigm shift. On the back of, on the back of your ruler, they all got different words on them. Mine says can't. Hers says doubt. Can't. Survival. Oh, see, that's so anti-God. It ain't even funny. Worry. Look, but. Oh, yeah, see, we know God can do this, but. That three-letter word right there, that three-letter word right there is dangerous. I know God gave us a new building, but. Uh, look, impossible. Yeah, look, 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 look. Look, depression. See, it's, all, it's on the back of all those. Because, see, here's, here's, here's what we're going to close with. You've got a choice. You've got a choice. It's a paradigm shift. You can make up your mind. You can take this home, your measuring tape home. And you can say, yeah, God, we're going to measure it. We're going to determine the revival we're going to have by, by, by measuring it through the flesh. You can take this home and you can put it on your shelf as a little keepsake with whatever it is on the back of it that says can't, impossible, survival. That's, that can be your mentality. And you can totally shut down what God wants to happen in this church. You can absolutely shut it down. If you don't think you can, you don't know your Bible. You can quench the spirit to the point that it's completely shut down. Or, 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 you can make up your mind that today, this revival, this, this time of fasting, these 21 days, the shift took place, the metamorphosis took place, and I am going to bring my cant, I'm going to bring my measuring stick, and I'm going to say, God, I refuse to measure this revival. I refuse to measure what you want to do. I refuse to try to measure the limitlessness of it or the bounty of it. I, I, I refuse to try to measure how deep you want to take it. And I'm going to bring my excuse, my can't, my survival, my butt, my fear, my whatever, my measuring tape, and I'm going to bring it up here and I'm going to put it on the altar and I'm going to say, God, in me and through me, do exceedingly, do abundantly, do above all that I can ask or think. I am taking the limits off of you God I am taking the limits off of you God I'm putting my excuses on the altar get on your feet right now get on your feet I am bringing my pain my rejection, my disappointment, and I'm putting it on this altar to carry it no more. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you have. I don't know if you got it. I don't know if you've heard it. I don't know if you've got. It. I don't know if you realize it yet. Maybe, maybe it's going to kick in in a few days. Maybe it's going to kick in in a few days. But God, God is daring this church. He is daring you to take the limits off. He's daring you to take the limits off of your trust, off of your faith, off of your prayer life. God is daring you to start praying outside the box. He's daring you to start asking for impossible things. 
He's daring you not to say, well, should I pray for that? Because if somebody finds out I'm praying for that, they're going to think that's ridiculous. Because that's not possible in human nature. That's what God is daring you to do. To abandon that mentality. Abandon that mindset. And say, come on God. Come on God. We're not hindering you no more. With small faith, small thinking, small mentality, with an excuse, with an attitude. We are not hindering you any longer. Close your eyes. I need you to think about it. I need you to feel it. I need you to feel it. I need you to feel it. I only got two on the altar so far. Ain't nobody else even moved. Y'all still waiting. Y'all still waiting. Thank you. Don't leave. Don't leave the altar, sister. If you bring it, leave it on it. You bring it, stay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you better have the guts. You better have the courage. You better not be doing this frivolously. You better be doing this with a commitment. You better be doing with this a dedication. Come on, you need to be putting, you need to be telling God right now, here it is, Lord, I'm laying it. I'm laying it at this altar right now, God. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it, Lord. I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of failures. I'm tired of reasons why we can't. I'm fed up with it, Lord. And I'm not going to carry it. You better make a commitment right now. Come on. I need you to talk to God. Don't be looking at me. Tell Him. Tell Him. Tell Him. I'm putting it on the altar. 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 Come on, sister. You're putting it on the altar tonight. You put it on the altar today. In the name of Jesus, you put it on the altar. And I don't know what it represents and I don't know what it means. But I just saw shackles fall off your hands. I saw shackles fall off your hands. I don't know what it represents or means for her life, but I just saw shackles fall off of her in the spirit. I just spiritually saw shackles fall off of her. Do you know what you're doing here? Do you know what you're doing? Do you understand the magnitude of this? You're just saying, God, here it is. God, there's no more limits. Whatever you want to do, God, blow this thing up, Lord. Take the top of it, Lord, off of it, Lord. Give us Goodlettsville. Give us Nashville. Give us this whole area. Do you know what you're praying? Do you know what you're asking for? Do you know what you put on this altar right here? Do you know what you're challenging God to do? You're not challenging, listen to me, you're not challenging God. I'll be through and in, 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 I'll be through before 12. You're not challenging God to do something He don't want to do. You hearing me? You're not challenging God to do something He don't want to do. You know why He, I know He, I, I know he wants to do it. He already wrote it down. It's already, it's already sets it in the book. I done gave you all them scriptures. So you're not, you're not putting God on the spot here saying you're going to do something I, that you don't want to do. I'm going to make you do it. No. No, what you're doing is you're saying I'm getting in alignment with what you already said, God. And me and you, me and you, God, are becoming one. Me and you becoming one. One in heart. One in mind. One in spirit. Oh, that's what you're doing. You're just getting in agreement and alignment with God. You're just getting in agreement and alignment with God and saying, here we go, Holy Ghost. I need you to take your neighbor by the hand. I need you to start praying with somebody right now. I need you to start worshiping with somebody right now. 
Come on, pray for them. Come on, pray for them. We're going to go eat some chicken in just a minute, but we need to finish chewing on this spiritual food for just a second. I'm going to tell you right now, some of you, some of you better be ready uh, to start seeing angels. Some of you better be ready uh, to start seeing angels uh, watching you, angels guarding you. Some of you better be ready uh, to start moving in the spirit. Some of you better be ready uh, to start laying hands on the sick. Some of you better be ready uh, to start teaching Bible studies. Some of you better be ready. You better be ready for total strangers to come up to you and say, wait a minute, I feel something on you. I feel something on you. Can you tell me about Jesus? You better be ready. You better be ready. You better, oh my God, I'm going to hurt you right now, y'all. You better be ready. Some of you better be ready to be so advanced and be so moved up in your job, be promoted so high in your job because God wants you to get to the head. He wants you to get to the head of the corporation. He wants you to get to the president. So he's going to move you up the ladder. (laughs) You better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. If I've ever seen a giant shaking itself and standing up, it's this church right here. If I've ever seen a giant. You better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready, sister. Hi, how are you? It's so good to see you. I found you. Because you better get ready. You can't hide no more. You can't hide no more, sister. You can't hide no more. God brought you for a reason and for a purpose. He's going to use you. God wants to flow through you. wants to use you. you got the ability. You're capable. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Oh, God, in the name. You're not a feel-in. You're not just a feel-in. You're not just a stand-by. You are very important to the kingdom of God. You're very important to the work of God that God wants to do in this area. In the name of Jesus, God's going to give you a voice. God's going to give you an influence in the name of Jesus. Come on, pray with me, church. Come on, girl. Holy Ghost been all over you all day long. Holy Ghost been all over you all day long. It's time to jump in the deep end of the pool. It's time to jump into God with everything you got. Time to jump into the Holy Ghost with everything you got. Quit looking back. Quit being held down. Quit letting people bottle you up. Quit letting people hold you hostage. Shake them loose. Shake them loose and come to God. Shake them loose and let God have you. Let God have all of you. Come on, pray, church. 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 Oh, in the name of Jesus. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? In the name of Jesus. Touch her right now. Holy Spirit of 
God, in the name of Jesus, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet right now, manifest your glory and your power in her. In the name of Jesus, touch her. Touch her now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord be upon you. The glory of the Lord be upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh my God. Come on, come on girl. Come on girl. In the name of Jesus. 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 Woo! Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. Your tone's going to change. Your words are going to change. Your talk is going to change gonna change ain't gonna be no more ain't gonna be no more gossiping ain't gonna be no more running nobody down ain't gonna be no more bad mouthing nobody ain't gonna be no more grumbling ain't gonna be no more complaining ain't gonna be no more belly aching ain't gonna be no more griping about the music ain't gonna be no more griping about the singing ain't gonna be no more griping about it's too hot griping about it's too cold ain't gonna be no more of that you oh you better hear me in the holy ghost you keep doing that and god's gonna kick your butt out the back door because he ain't got time for that You keep, I don't, I'm just, I'm just obeying the Lord. You keep that mess up. You'll find yourself exiting right out the back door and God will send you to a dead, dry church where you can just fit right on in there with all the rest of them long tongue busybody. But there's an atmosphere and a spirit of shifting here where there ain't going to be nothing but praise smoke and uplifting smoke and edifying smoke and, and faith smoke and trust smoke. You ain't going to be doing nothing but building each other up. God have mercy. There is such a spirit trying to move in this place that when I come to church, when you come to church, you're going to come in here. You're going to start looking around. You're going to recognize so and so ain't here. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost is going to speak to you. You're going to go find them. You're going to go edify them. You're going to go build them up. You're going to go encouraging them. You're going to send them a card. You're going to send them some flowers. You're going to do something to rescue them. It's a shift. It's a shift in the atmosphere. It's a shift in the atmosphere, which starts right here. It's a shift. It's a metamorphosis. It's a complete change. It's going to go. It's going to go from the adults to the kids. It's going to go from the adults to the young people. It's going to go from the adults to the youth group. It's going to go from the adults to the youth group to the kids to the young people. It's going to go from the adults to the youth group. It's going to go from the adults to the teenagers. Don't tell me there ain't no teenagers that want to live for God. Don't tell me none of them want to live for God. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Don't tell me they don't want to be saved. I'm telling I done prophesied. Was it Friday night? We done prophesied about the youth. I don't know why I keep looking at you, but you, I keep looking at you because you you don't. When I start, when I said that, you the only one that got excited. When I said that about the youth Friday, night, everybody was like, "Huh?" You the only one that responded. So I, I keep looking at you. 
And I still, I still been waiting. I hadn't said anything else about it, but I, I looked last night and I didn't see anything. I, I looked this morning and I still didn't see anything. But I kept looking for pieces of paper laying on the altar with young people's names on it that have backslidden, young people's names on it that have went away. God spoke about it Friday night. And I hadn't seen no names yet, but maybe, maybe by next Sunday somebody will put a picture on Facebook showing some names up here on the altar of, of some young people that are coming back home. Come on. I lied. It's twelve o'clock. I gotta go. I gotta do one more thing. I gotta do one more thing. Then I'm. We're gonna go eat because I'm hungry. I gotta do one more thing. Come here, Sydney. Sydney, can I give you these? You're not allergic or anything, are you? Look, this is when I saw you on Friday. I saw a rose. When I saw you on Friday. In the spirit, I saw a rose. I saw it just like this. It was closed up. It was small. It was closed up because it was just young and tender. But it was beautiful. It was so beautiful and so precious. And I saw God guarding it. I saw God protecting it. Man would like to just take it and start pulling the petals to make it unfold and come out and make it be something it's not and may force that rose to come out. But if I do that, the petals are going to start falling off. I'm going I'm to hurt it. I'm going to damage it. It'll probably die quickly. But it's, so, it's so beautiful. And in the nature of this rose, God put it there for it to, in its time, to start blossoming and blooming. And day by day, it just opens up and opens up and opens up. And all of a sudden, you're going to walk in there one morning. It's going to be a big, beautiful red rose because that's the nature. And that's what I see in Sydney. I saw Friday, just a beautiful rose. I saw you up here praying, and God said, that's my rose right there. That's my rose, and I've got my hands around it like this, and I'm protecting it because I'm not going to let the world force it open. I'm not going to let anybody try to force it open. I'm going to bless her. I'm going to nourish her. I'm going to cover her, and I'm going to let her open. I'm going to let her bloom, and I'm going to let her blossom until her beauty comes out of her, and then everybody's going to see. The world's going to see. This church is going to see that she is a beautiful rose in my presence. And I'm going to use her fragrance. And I'm going to use her beauty to impact lives and impact souls. So, Sydney, I don't know if, you're, if you can understand everything that I'm saying right now. But you will. That God is going to use you, your beauty, your fragrance, to, be a, to have an impact on the youth group of this church. Now, I need, you to, I need you to receive that by faith. Because that's what God's talking to you. So, we, you know, I just want to give you all of these. That all of these are yours. Because this is, this is, this is how God sees you. This is how God sees you. He says, that's, that's mine, my rose, my angel. And she's going to do for me what I want her to do for me. In the name of Jesus. You're beautiful, Sydney. You're beautiful. God's hands are upon you. God's grace is upon you. God's strength is upon you. He don't, and don't try to force it. Don't try to force it open. Don't let anybody try to force it open. You just let God nurture you. You let God cover you. You let God grow you. You pray. You talk to God in, your, in, the, in the middle of the night, in your bedroom, on your bed. You talk to the Lord. You open your Bible. You just read. You let God lead you. You let God guide you. And He's going to nourish you. He's going to nourish you. He's going to nourish you. He's going to cover you. He's going to protect you, okay? Can I give you a hug? You listen to me. I see you in the spirit. I don't know when. I, I, I'm not measuring by time. You understand? I'm not measuring by a calendar. I'm not measuring by a clock. 
But you will be a leader in this church. You will be a leader in this youth group somewhere, somehow, some way. When you start becoming more full in the Spirit like that rose, there's going to be an anointing rise up within you. And God is going to say, I'm, I'm pulling you now out of obscurity. I'm pulling you out from the back row up to, the, up to my forefront because I want people to see you. And your voice is going to get stronger. And your spirit's going to get stronger. And your boldness is going to get stronger. And it's... Am I making sense, Mama? Am I making sense? I don't know the time. But I'm going to be watching. And I'm going to be looking. And I'm going to be cheering you on. Because I'm your biggest fan now. Because I know what God's going to do for you, okay? I love you. You're beautiful. And this girl right here, you are so beautiful. I walked in this morning, and she, as soon as she seen me, she ran, and she gave me a hug. She gave me a hug. And then when y'all was greeting everybody, she ran back over and she gave me a hug. This is why my wife hates not going with me. Because I go and I get all these new girlfriends in all these places. And I get all these hugs. I just, I love you. You're beautiful. You know that? You're beautiful. And I just, I tell you what I, what I saw in the Spirit, what I felt in the Spirit. I was a little bit reluctant to say it because, you know, I, sometimes you just, sometimes as ministers we just kind of wonder, are they just people going to think I'm just spouting? Or are they going to think I'm... Telling the truth, but I saw it last night. I felt it last night, and I didn't say anything about it. And I didn't know I was going to say it this morning until I saw you sitting there. But last night, when I seen you, I seen two big old angels standing, one on your right and one on your left. I seen two big old angels hovering over you. They're, they're your protection. They're your garden. And, and they're not going to let anything hurt you, baby. They got you covered. They're watching out for you because they, they think you're more beautiful than I do. And I think you're mighty, mighty pretty. Mighty, mighty beautiful. Give the Lord a clap offering, church. Give the Lord a clap offering. Give the Lord a clap offering. I'm, I'm sorry for lying to you. It's 10 minutes after 12, but here's another one of my girlfriends. I love this girl right here so much. If you don't think God is about to, is, is raising up a mighty army in this church with these very young ones, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. Whoo, God is raising up a force right here, right here, and right here. God's raising up, Mama, she's not an accident. She's divinely designed, Mama. You hear me? Whoo, God knew her in your womb. God knew her in your womb. And God, she's a treasure in the eyes of God. You understand that? And God, that fire is in her for a purpose and a reason because God's going to use her in a mighty way. You better trust me on that. Give the Lord a clap offering. Give the Lord a clap offering. Just lift your hands and close your eyes and love the Lord. Pastor's about to come back. Pastor's about to come back. Pastor's about to come back. Rebecca, I need you to just, just tell the Lord. Tell the Lord, give me songs, Lord, and I'll sing them. Give me songs and I will sing them. There, there's songs in you, girl. There's songs in you. Not that's been written before. Not songs from some secular artist. Not songs that somebody else has written. There's songs in your heart. There's songs in your spirit. There's songs of worship. There's songs of praise. There's songs of adoration to your God and your King. I don't know if you even know they're there, but they're there. They're there in your mind. They're there in your spirit. So when you, and when you ask God, Lord, give me songs. 
Give me songs. Let me write. Let me write my feelings to you, my heart to you. They're going to come flooding. You won't be able to stop them. They're going to be so beautiful and so powerful. They're going to be psalms, psalms to the Lord. You know what a psalm is? It's a song of praise and adoration to God. There's psalms in you, girl. There's psalms in you. Open your heart. Open your spirit. Ask God to give you those and let them come out in the name of Jesus. Let them come out in the name of... Listen, listen, they're life-changing psalms. They're life-changing psalms. They're, they're psalms that will heal people and set people free when they enter into their ears. Are you listening to me? Do you receive that right now? Receive that? God bless her in Jesus' name. Bless her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, would you just pray for your neighbor right now? I know we're not ending shouting and running, but pray for your church family right now. Just... Take them by the hand, brother to brother, sister to sister, and just pray for them. Pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. This is a a new season for this church. Man, oh man, I'm so excited. I can't hardly wait to hear the reports. Come on, pray for them. Come on, pray for them. Come on, there you go. There you go. Grab them. Pray for them. Listen. There's no, you, you can keep praying, but you just got to listen to me. I'm, I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor. There ain't no, there's no more time for, for jealousy. There's no more time for bitterness. There's no more time for jealousy. There's no more time for envy. Look at me one more time. When, we bear, when you close the chapter on that, the past of that old building... When you close the chapter of the past, you also closed the book. And when you laid this stuff on the altar a while ago, you also laid on the altar hurt that somebody has wrought against you. Something that somebody has said against you. you let, whether they are whether they are a hundred miles away, whether they're in the grave, or whether they're standing right beside you, or they're on the other side of this building right now. You closed the chapter on that hurt that let down that disappointment and when you put that on the altar you put forgiveness on the altar and it's up to you right now to forgive i don't care what they said i don't care what they done you got to release them if i don't care if they're a thousand miles away a hundred miles away or in the grave or standing right next to you you got to forgive them it is time for you oh lord I'm, i'm walking on dangerous ground right now And I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, so i got to say it. i got to say it. I can't leave. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be scolded all the way home if I don't say it. Somebody in this building right now, you need to make your way over. When, when we're all dismissed and nobody's paying attention, you need to go find that person that's in this building right now that has hurt you or offended you or that you hurt and offended. And you need to love them and hug them and kiss them and tell them, I'm sorry, I forgive you, let's put this behind us and let's go on. You've, you've, both, you've both dealt with it and carried it long enough. It's time to bury it and be done with it. Because you, all this did not mean a cotton-picking thing. If you, if you walk out of here with that hurt and that grudge in your heart and in your spirit. There's two things I want us to do before we dismiss. First of all, I want everybody to raise your hand and say, Lord, 
I receive what you have spoken to me during this meeting. Hallelujah. I receive your perfect will for my life in this church. And the Lord spoke this to me just a few minutes ago. The second thing I want everybody to do, <laughs> let everybody, if you if you maybe be sitting on the front pew, everybody stand. I want everybody, when I count to three, when I say three, on three, I want everybody, and I seen this in the spirit a few minutes ago, I want everybody to take one step forward. Because God told me, this change that He has done in this congregation, we are stepping out of our past. We're stepping out into the future that God has ordained. And there's going to be some people's lives changed so much that people who have known you for years are not going to believe. God's already done it. For many of you, man, the testimony of Leanne right here. Lift your hand, sis. Like the like Evangelist spoke to, she decided just in the last few months, she's sick and was sick and tired of the alcohol, that had, and she took a step forward, and God has delivered from alcoholism, delivered from drugs, delivered from the backer, all of that. She says, "I don't want it no more. It's been destroying me." See, the devil has come for three things to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. God wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, hallelujah. So right now, if you're going to receive, you said you receive what God has spoken this week, we're going to step out of the past. We're going to step out of our insecurity. It was ordained by God for me to get the ruler that I got because mine was the one that had survival on it. Brother, I have been in survival mode for a long time. If we can just survive. If we can Hey, but I, Lord let me know. And you know if you're going to win the game, you're going to have to advance down the field. Hallelujah. Right now, I'm going to count one, two, three, and on three, I want everybody. You're going to, and you're going to feel something in your life. You're going to get a confirmation of the change that God's already started. One, two, three. Take that step. Hallelujah! Clap your hands into the Lord. Clap your hands into the Lord. Glory! Glory! (laughs) 
There's no way that words can describe what we've experienced. <laughs> We're going to see the fruits of this in the weeks and the months to come. We appreciate I didn't realize uh, that some of my family had come in, my sis and uh, some nieces and uh, their children. It's great to see them today. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, everybody that's that's been here during this revival, this has been so powerful. There's food back in the back once a quarter. We have a dinner for those who's had birthdays and anniversaries during that quarter. Uh, it's back there. I hope that you stay. Uh, what I want our evangelist. I know he's got to get back on the road, headed back home for Knoxville. I want him to be the first of the line. And then those that's recently celebrated birthdays, anniversary, you step in. And, and then our, our seniors, uh, uh, get in line. And so we want, we want them to be served, but, uh, uh everybody. And we're going to, as we pray, we're going to bless, I'm going to bless the food and, uh, uh, we have some fellowship and we're just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's, it's very seldom you find a preacher that don't know what to say. Hallelujah. And I mean, I'm, that's the way I'm feeling the spirit right now. I'm just so, so thrilled by what God's done. This revival has not been one where there's been a lot of shouting or all of that, but God has done some powerful things. There's been some changes. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. Lord. We thank you, God. We praise you, Lord, for your servant that's come and obeyed you these last three services. We thank you, God, for speaking to us. Thank you, God, for honoring God, our fasting and our prayer before you. And God, we have already stepped into the future. We're never going to think about the past again. It's a new day. It's a new season. We thank you for that, Lord. We break, thank you, God, for those who prepared a meal that we're going to eat in just a minute here, Lord. Bless the food. Thank you for those who prepared it. We give you the praise and the glory in the matchless mighty name of Jesus. Let the church say, God bless you and the Lord. We love you. Hallelujah. Amen. If you enjoyed Brother Flannery, amen, make sure you let him know. We want him to be in line first. And then every, uh, those that we called, everybody, uh, hallelujah.